You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? This is the Talk in the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesy, joined by both my co-hosts tonight, Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. Uh, We're excited to be on after a probably the best win of the season, I guess, is, is from a from a whole game perspective. They played probably the best football game they've played all year, um, even though it was the Falcons, maybe not the best opponent they're going to play all year. They probably put to bet together the most complete game plan. Uh, they executed well. They they did everything. Um, it's probably as good as you could do it. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're also going to dive into this uh, this Kansas City uh, matchup. We're going to talk about some advantages and some disadvantages that the Cowboys have uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs as they'll head on the road to Kansas City this Sunday to play uh, a 3:25 game Texas time um, against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are figuring it out a little bit. The Cowboys are, are on a roll, so it should be a great game. Um, before we get started, how you fellas doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful, man. How, uh, you know, I, I really don't even have all that much to say that the Cowboys got probably the easiest win I can remember in my fandom for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, just straight from, from the get go, it was kind of over. Um, and, and then once it got to, to be 28 to three and they were going out and, uh, trying to block punts and then going for two uh, afterwards. I, I knew it was over at that point. It was a, it was a fun day to be a Cowboys fan this past Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I said last week they needed a statement win in a big way. Um, and they more than delivered on that. You know, they, like you said, they were going for two when the game was already out of hand. It's like, it's like they wanted to go out and prove something, um, not just to the Falcons, obviously, but, uh, to themselves and, you know, set the rest of the league on notice, you know. I mean, they played really well from start to finish. Um, there was no stress at all. Uh, it was just fun to watch, you know. The entire team played excellent, and it gives you uh, some encouragement and some optimism moving forward. Yeah, and, I mean, like both of you guys kind of touched on, like I can't remember the last time I've watched a game that dominant to where, I mean, they've had some big wins in, in recent memory where, the score might not dictate how the game went, um, you know, where they blew it open in the third or fourth quarter, those type of deals. But, man, it was like at halftime, the game was over. You know, we were trying to start doing yard work and stuff at the house because it was like, I don't really need to watch this one anymore. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was crazy because that first drive, you know, on offense for the Cowboys, the first drive was great. And then the Atlanta got the ball, and it didn't look great for the Cowboys defense. Like, we kind of – been talking on Twitter and had been, you know, I know you guys touched on a little bit, like 
who's going to get pressure? Like, how are they going to get pressure? How are they going to cover? Because they had been struggling covering a little bit. Like, how are they going to play the run? And all of those concerns kind of cropped up in that first drive for the Falcons, but they were quickly uh, they were quickly answered after the the fourth down um, stop on the next drive, uh, where they were able to 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 turn the ball over on downs, get the ball back, and then that was pretty much the last that we had seen and heard of the Falcons' offense for the rest of the game, which was which was impressive, especially given the fact that Gregory was was not there. There was no real. Um, what we felt like dominant pressure players outside of what Michael Parsons brings, but he's not doing it at an extremely high rate right now as far as just getting the snaps to do so. So it was nice to see uh, the defense find some success, um, even though the the overall, you know, I guess level of team wasn't full there. You know, you got Demarcus Lawrence off. Uh, you got Randy Gregory not there. You got some guys banged up in the secondary who were playing through injuries. So, um, it was just a, it was a really impressive game, I think, from a team who's not fully healthy. Um, and, you know, I feel like we can start talking about this team being one of the best teams in the NFL, definitely in the NFC. And they showed it um, against a, against a you know, not great, not terrible Falcons team who was on the outside looking in of the playoff picture going into that game. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, I think we can confidently say uh, – that the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. I think if you lined every team up with the Dallas Cowboys 11 times, which obviously you can't do because these guys are getting into car crashes, you know, every single play and they just can't play that much football. It's impossible. Um, I think if you lined every team up 11 times, I think the Cowboys win at least six against all of them right now, if we were to do it today, uh, that could change in a couple of weeks. This has been, um, I was talking to Trey Wingo about this a little bit the other day. Um, it, it's been the weirdest year of the NFL in a long time. It's been completely week to week, and it's really the first time we can't look at two or three teams and say, hey, that's tier one. Like, there's nobody else that are touching that is touching these teams. Like we've seen with Kansas City Chiefs the past couple of years. Last year, we didn't really see it with Tampa Bay early on, but they got things going in the playoffs. Um, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, obviously the Patriots have their dynastic run, but this is way different. I could look at 11 or 12 teams right now and say, Hey, wouldn't surprise me at all if any of them won the Super Bowl. And I think at the top of that right now, if you just lined them up, the Cowboys are there. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's hard to disagree with any of that. You know, it's, it's just, there's no one who really stands out over the other. You know, you even brought up the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of what they've done over the few years. And and I was talking about it with my wife actually the other day. And it's like for years it was the Patriots. Like it was like every year you expect the Patriots to play in the Super Bowl. Like and it's just there's not that team right now um, in the NFC or AFC. And I like that you brought up the Buccaneers last year. And like yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but like halfway through the year there was questions if the Buccaneers were going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, they got together late and they stumbled a little bit in their first playoff game against Washington. Um, probably should have and could have very well lost that game, but uh, they won that game and then there's no stopping them uh, from that point on. But let's dive in. We've, we've mentioned the Chiefs a few times. Let's dive in into the Chiefs. Uh, we're going to talk about some advantages um, and disadvantages that the Cowboys have um, when they head on the road to Kansas City this week. Um, this is one of the probably the toughest opponents the Cowboys have faced this year. I guess you could argue that the Patriots are on a little bit of a roll. Um, you know, the Chargers started off. What was that? 
Patriots are a really good football team. They, yeah. They've gotten better as the year's gone on. And, 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 you know, I'll tell you what, that that offense is starting to click a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, starting off, we thought they – I mean, it's kind of like the Chargers and Patriots roles kind of flipped. Um, you know, for a while it was char- all Chargers, first four or five weeks of the season. You went into um, L.A. and got a win against the Chargers, and then, you know, you, you, you had the Patriots. And at the time, not many people thought the Patriots were a very good team, and then you went to New England and, and beat the Patriots. And now, you know, this, the Chargers are kind of, you know, coming back down to earth, and the Patriots are on a, on a soar right now. But – um. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are are probably, like I said, your your toughest opponent yet, um, just in terms of matchups and you know who who they can stop you with and who you can stop them with. So let's talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages uh, against the Chiefs this week. Cole, I'll start it with you. Um, what are some things that you think the Cowboys match up well with uh, on the Chiefs' offense and defense? Yeah, I'll just start off with the obvious. You know, the Cowboys passing. Attack. I think they match up really well with Kansas City. Um, Chiefs have played better in the secondary in the back end um, past couple weeks. They got Tyron Matthew. It's still a really good safety. Um, they've had guys step up, but I mean, there's not many defenses that can match up with the with what the Cowboys can do uh, through the air, uh, especially with Dak Prescott playing like how he is. Uh, minus the Broncos game, the receivers are all. Um, playing really well. You got Michael Gallup back. I just think there are too many weapons for Kansas City to have answers for. Uh, so I think that's the overall uh, main strength that the Cowboys have going into this matchup. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, things get a little more interesting. Uh, I want to see, uh, not a particular matchup, but I want to see where or how the Cowboys use Micah Parsons here because um, the Chiefs can um, give up some pressure. You know, they can Cowboys will be able to get to the quarterback, to Patrick Mahomes, if they can get uh, Michael Parsons on the edge, if he can have an impact like he did against Atlanta. Uh, you know, you can make Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, uncomfortable and make him, uh, force him into mistakes. Um, uh, I guess a weakness would be, you know, matching up with Travis Kelsey. I want to see who they put on Travis Kelsey. Um, obviously, a couple of years ago, they have Byron Jones. I'll be into the obvious guy. I want to see what they do this time around. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think my biggest, before we get to Dalton, my biggest, I guess you call it a disadvantage, uh, um, I wouldn't call it a mismatch, but I guess you can consider it a disadvantage, is the way the teams are beating the Chiefs right now is they're playing, you know, two high safeties, they're they're forcing, they're really putting Mahomes into that spot where it's like, okay, we're going to either force you to make a mistake, or you're just going to have to kill us slowly, And, and right now... I mean, he did it last week for, for a little bit of that game, but I mean, at halftime, that was still a football game against the Raiders. Um, really, the Raiders kind of switched up their game plan a little bit, and that's what costed them the game, I yeah. think. But um, for me, it's like you have to be able to get pressure with four because if you blitz Mahomes, you know, again, you're sending extra guys. I think that's where he beat you. Um, so you have to be able to get pressure with four. You have to play two. You know, I have to play discipline on the back end through two high safeties. And you just have to tackle well, um, and which is something they did well yeah. uh, last week against the Falcons, but the week before that against the Broncos, it was atrocious. So, again, when you get Tyree Kill you know, short of the sticks, you can't miss the first two tackles attempts and then have him in the second level um, you know, hitting that extra gear. So you have to tackle well. You have to be able to you know, tackle, you know, swarm to the football, get guys short of the sticks. I think that's the hardest thing. 
uh, to do with this Chiefs offense is when you let Travis Kelsey break a couple tackles, get out the open field, when you let Tyreek Hill get the ball, make a guy miss, that's where this team can can hurt you, even if they do do all the underneath, you know, kill you slowly type of game plan, is you have to be able to get pressure with those four uh, down linemen, and you have to be able to cover on the back end and stay disciplined and tackle well. So I think – I'm not saying it's a, a matchup, um, you know, nightmare for the Cowboys, but, like, you need – Dorrance Armstrong to create similar pressure that he did against the Falcons. You need Terrell Basham to play a little bit, um, you know, better as a pass rusher than he's shown. You need Tristan Hill. You're going to need Oso Digizuwa. You're going to need those guys to show up. And and it, and it doesn't sound like Demarcus Lawrence is going to be coming back for this one. So you're going to have to attack this one the same way you did with the Falcons and hope your guys on the edge can create pressures and uh, hope the guys in the interior can create pressure and and defend the run because like they showed against the Raiders, they will try to run the ball a little bit with Daryl Williams. And 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 if you you don't tackle and you you don't you know play sound yeah. discipline gap football you'll you'll get beat. So and they have uh, well, Clyde Edwards-Helaire that could come back this week as well. He's another guy that can force tackles and adds another element to their offense. Yeah, don't that, that's a uh, that's Dalton's baby. So yeah, I mean, they, listen, they 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 butchered my boy um, Ceh there because. They, he's a duo back. He's a duo running back. He's very, very good at running inside, um, and he is not as much a zone run uh, blocking scheme type of running back, and, and that's what they're trying to do with him, and so he hasn't been all that great at the NFL level, um, but to disadvantages and advantages. First of all, you're not going to do anything on the defensive interior against this uh, Chiefs offensive front. Um, their offensive line, uh, the, the tackles w- w- can definitely be beaten. Um, but Joe Thune and, and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith are a formidable, formidable trio. So I don't expect all that much um, from guys like Osa or Tristan Hill or anybody else that they put in the interior from a, a, a pass rushing standpoint. Now, when we look in the outside, you can win a little bit. I would like to see Mike pass rusher a little bit more. Um, I think he only did it nine or, or ten times again in this past game. And obviously, every time he does it, he seems to be getting to the quarterback. This is the perfect week for him to do it because what is he very, very good at? Being super freaking athletic. And he's very good at rushing on the arc. And what Patrick Mahomes does, the reason why Patrick Mahomes gets sacked is because he does not have consistent discipline drop depth very often. He is a freestyler. He's somebody who goes out and tries to make a ton of plays, but he will get 10, 11, 12 yards deep on his drops. And that just runs him straight into sacks. And Micah Parsons is a guy who can run right around any offensive tackle in the NFL, maybe not named Trent Williams. Don't, so don't I, tell I, Chiefs I, Twitter that. Huh? I said, don't tell Chiefs Twitter that. What? I, like, criticized that, like, two years ago with Mahomes. I was like, yeah, the guy's great, but, I mean, he his sets are 12 yards deep in the back. Yeah, I mean, that's why I get sacked I, a lot. Yeah, and, and yeah that, that's why, I mean, that's why he was getting sacked earlier in the year. And, and you know, obviously, I, I don't think that he really trusts these tackles the way that he trusted Eric Fisher um, and Mitchell Swartz, but uh, he's going to have to learn to live with that and play a little bit more under control when it comes to that now. Um, you know, when we look at, at the other matchups, obviously the, the, the Cowboys weapons, just period, no defense is going to yeah. be good enough to, to really stop them consistently. And on top of that, 
this defensive line outside of Chris Jones is bad. Uh, Melvin Ingram uh, is making a little bit of a difference on this defense. I, I don't want to just go out and say that he's not. Um, but Chris Jones is the thing that makes this defense work. When he's in the interior, he is very difficult to contend against. He's going to be going up against Connor Williams, who I know is the Dallas Cowboys punching bag, um, along with Tyler Biotish. But but Biotish has, has played you know decently so far uh, the past couple of weeks. And, you know, guys, Connor Williams is better a football player than you guys give him credit for. Um He's just the worst on a good offensive line, so he gets criticized. I understand it. It's just not right. Now, defensively, things get a little bit more tricky. I, you know, I already talked about the defensive interior. Um, I, I think that when you're matching up with Travis Kelsey, you might as well just not even try. Um, double team him if you can. If they're going to try to make him a big part of the offense, it's going to be difficult to stop. Uh, you can put J. Ron Kurtz on him, but... That's going to be a little bit inconsistent. You like that six foot four long frame from Jaron Curse. He's athletic, um, but you know he's a little bit undisciplined at times in coverage. He's um, in this matching scheme that the, the Cowboys have really implemented this year. He can get freestyly a little bit. He can you know have some miscommunications. I think it's going to be a team effort against him. I, I really do. I don't think they're going to really shadow one person. You're not, you're not going to put shadow Travon Trayvon Diggs against Tyreek Hill. That's not a good matchup. That's not the type of wide receiver that he's really able to flourish against. And honestly, it's not anybody that anybody can cover in the NFL um, in a one v one situation. You're going to have to play good disciplined coverage against this football team and just have a chance to stop them. Um, and, and honestly, they've been stopping themselves quite a bit this year when it comes to the turnovers. This is a team that's turned the ball over a lot. We are a defense that has been opportunistic with our turnovers. I think that's another advantage that the Cowboys have. Um, uh, overall, I, I mean, I think the Cowboys are a better football team. Um, it, it all comes down to, at the end of the day, for me, who has the turnover advantage at the end of the day. I think that's who wins. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, I think I think you touched on it a little bit. I think the biggest disadvantage for this Cowboys team is they just don't have and, and again, nobody really does, but they just don't really have the style of corner that can match up with Tyreek Hill. Like they don't, you know, Trayvon Diggs is is in my opinion hasn't been playing the best. I think he's probably been your third best corner over the last couple of weeks uh with Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown playing really well. Um but again, like we've talked about on the show plenty of times, like when you're getting an interception, a game, pretty much, you don't have to be a lockdown guy because you can change the game with one play. Um, but again, like his, you know, digs matches up well with your Mike Evans, your Mike Williams, like 
those are his style of uh, uh, matchups where when you got a guy like Tyreek Hill who's changing direction, route running, just natural speed is is on display for, for 60 minutes, that's not the guy that he's going to line up across from mirror and shut down. Um, so, I mean, again, nobody does for the most part other than I guess you could look at your Jalen Ramseys and Jair Alexanders, but there's not many dudes in the league who can just stand up across from Tyreek Hill and lock him down. Um, that's what makes their – I mean, again, like they don't have – Outside of Hill and Kelsey, it's not like they have the depth on the offense that the Cowboys have or the Buccaneers. No, absolutely have. not. They they really yeah. could use another weapon or two. To be absolutely, absolutely. Honest. It's just it's it, they they make it work because they have the best tight end in the NFL, or I think he's probably the second best with George Kittle, but one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and then one of the top two or three best wide receivers in the NFL. So when you have that, and the best quarterback and the best coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't think Mahomes has been playing the best in the league this year, but yeah, he's probably got the most talent of anybody in the NFL, so no doubt about it. Did you just say probably? Take that back. Take that back. Rewind (laughs) real quick. Take the probably out of it. He is the most talented quarterback that we have ever seen, period. Okay, maybe. He's He's got a big arm. It, oh my god all right all right let's let, let's get to let's get to anything else that we're going to talk about before i have to come to virginia right well, now and bust well, your face in well here's the, thing, here's the thing and again like again this isn't me talking crap on Mahomes because obviously he's insanely talented but like he still had I mean, from a arm talent standpoint yes but like from an overall quarterbacking standpoint i still think i mean like many third year fourth year whatever year he's in quarterback, like he's still, we talked about his, his, his drops. Um, I mean, there's still things he can get better at. So like from an arm talent standpoint, it's hard to argue that, but I still think from a consistency mechanic, you know, mental side of things, like he could still grow as a quarterback. Right. I mean, yeah, but he doesn't have to. Like oh, he was, you always he, have he, to. He it's was like, yeah, yeah, sure. But like, he was already the best quarterback in the NFL by far. And then he had a couple of games where he wasn't like, yes, the turnovers were bad, but overall the production was an average level of quarterback play. And people were, were legitimately on right. TV network television asking right. if he was broken. Right. Right. Which is because he was playing at an average NFL level. That is right. how freakishly high our expectations are for Patrick Mahomes. He is an alien for the position. Nothing he does makes any sense whatsoever. And listen, I think personally, Dak is the best like quarterback in the NFL from a mental side of things, from a, a pure quarterbacking perspective. I don't think anybody does it better to, than Dak, and that is to include the GOAT Tom Brady. I think Dak is better than Tom Brady is right now as a, a, a pure mental side of things quarterback. Right. Yeah, no, the level the DAC is at. But if you ask me who I'm going to start a, a franchise with tomorrow, it's Patrick Mahomes. And it's not even close. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely – I mean, again, like we're closer. Like, again, I wasn't saying, you know, he's not the most – like, again, he's got – from like a tools perspective, like when you're scouting a guy, if you knew what you knew going into it tomorrow and you're scouting him in college, you'd be like, okay, this is, you know – you know, the, the best pro- quarterback prospect we've ever seen is from the arm talent, the off base, you know, being able to throw from multiple, like everything from that perspective. But I mean, again, like we, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, like you can beat the Kansas city chiefs by 
Patrick Mahomes making mistakes. That's what he sh- you know showed at times this year. Like if you pressure him and he's not willing to play that slow kill type of game, like yeah, he'll throw a pick or two to the defense and he'll you know he'll take some sacks. He'll he'll throw himself out of some plays just because of some of the things he I think he needs to get better at. Which is again, it's not like he's a ten year veteran by any means. So I, I think that's the biggest thing for me though is just you got. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You got one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And while the defense is overperforming, in my opinion, because I still think, I mean, on paper and even this whole year, I feel like they've played above expectations. It's going to come down to can you create pressure against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Can you do enough to cover one of the best tight ends and cover one of the best wide receivers? And if you can't, you know, there's a good chance you're going to lose this game based on those three players. It's going to come down to those three guys for the Chiefs in a winner loss, in my opinion. Anything else? Um, I mean, we talked – I mean, from the on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs, we talked about Chris Jones. Um, I mean, Tyron Matthews back there, He's he's had a decent year, but their corners aren't anyone – you know, you're you're too afraid of. Is there anyone you think that the Cowboys need to go after this week, Cole, on that de- on the defense side of the ball? Like we've seen them get Ryan on a little bit too. Like uh, is, this, know. Is, this, is this a Zeke game? Like, like what is our I what is our offensive could. I don't know who they should go into this one? Yeah, uh, I think they'll definitely have some success on the ground. Um, like you said last week, look, the scoreboard looks like a blowout, but the Raiders played them pretty competitively. But just looking at their defense, Chris Jones is a guy that has a talent and the ability to blow up a game plan. He's just that good. When he's locked in, when he's, uh, as Dalton said, rushing for the interior. Because um, they played him some on the edge as well this year. When he's in the interior and everything, he's there is in the NFL. He's a guy that had multiple pass deflections on, on Sunday night. He um, is always a force in the run game. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, Williams matchup for most of Sunday's game, which uh, has to give you a little bit of pause. He might not be as bad as a lot of Cowboys fans want you think, but still Chris Jones is dominant football player. So I want to see how that matchup goes, if they can kind of neutralize him. Because uh, as you guys mentioned, there's not a whole lot of talent on that D-line if you take him away. Um, but he is a guy that can, you know, ruin your game plan, ruin uh, what you want to do. Um, so that's a guy that that's somebody they need to pay close attention to. Um, their linebackers, I, I know you guys, especially Connor, was really high on Bolton coming out of Missouri. He's the guy that you know some Cowboys fans wanted uh, Dallas to look at in the draft. Obviously, he went ahead. Um, he went earlier than what they could have taken him at, but he's a really good player. And him and uh, Willie Gay. Uh, now that Willie Gay is healthy, a foreign, pretty good young uh, linebacker duo. Um, they're both athletic. They're both guys that can get out in space, but also play the run. Uh, they close gaps. They get to the ball really quickly. They can get sideline to sideline, and they really complement each other well. Um, a lot of Chiefs fans just kind of reading um, some of their you know articles and stuff are hoping that they, those two are the main guys on the field versus the Cowboys because uh, they also have like. Anthony Hitchens and some veteran linebackers, but those two together have been playing really, really well over the past couple weeks, um, really this whole season. Um, so those are two guys that might be able to give the Cowboys some fits. Um, and then their secondary, I mean, we've kind of already discussed this a lot this year. There's just not many defenses that can really um, match up with the wide receivers. There's not many secondaries that can 
defend C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Uh, we throw in Dalton Schultz. We throw in uh, Cedric Wilson. Noah Brown made some plays on on Sunday. There's just so many weapons. Um, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys will have to go after one guy. You know, I think they have to pick on anybody. I think they'll have some success wherever Dak Prescott decides to go with the football. But yeah, I think I think that we could see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott and a lot of Tony Pollard this game. Um, obviously, you you like to probably keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and what better way to do that than you know uh, obviously have the ball, running the football, running the clock, having that time of possession in your favor. Um, I just think on paper, which probably means it won't happen this way. But on paper, it just looks like two really good offenses. A lot of points are going to be scored, so I'm really I'm really intrigued. I think. This is going to be even from a neutral fan perspective. I think this would be like one of the most most or must watch, excuse me, games matchups of the season. So I'm really excited for Sunday. I think the Cowboys should have some some success against that defense. For sure, Dalton. I want to get both of your uh, takes on it a little bit, but is this a game, Cole? You kind of mentioned it a little bit in your your analysis on it, but. Like, is this a game where you could see the Cowboys' offensive game plan change a little bit and maybe, I'm not saying play more conservative because I don't think that that's the attitude of the head coach, the offense coordinator, quarterback, or the entire offense. But do you have to almost think about playing a little bit more keep away and, you know, maybe do the, I'm not saying the Denver Broncos' exact approach, but that was kind of the way that they um, they handled the Cowboys a little bit as they just, when they got the ball, they tried to take time off, you know, it was time of possession it was you know maybe a little run heavy more run heavy than we're used to seeing like Dalton could you see the game plan for the offense change a little bit to combat how explosive the Kansas City offense is no I don't think so um I I think what what would happen um like obviously the Cowboys want to run the football and with this offense the, the way that Dak runs it he's going to complete those four, five, six yard passes all of the time. That's what he's so, so good at is being able to hit the back step, get rid of the ball in the right place at the right time, right location. That's how they're going to move the change. I, I, you know, I think if anything, if anything changes in this, you know, maybe they attack a little bit less. Maybe they try um, a, a little bit, you know, harder, not harder, but they, they make more of an emphasis on not turning the ball over in this football game. So maybe they, they, you know, take away some of the longer passing concepts, maybe not take as many shot plays in this game. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's the smart idea either, because at the end of the day, you just want to score more points than the other team. Why do you care if their offense gets the ball, if your offense is going to score? I mean, that's the entire point. Um, so I, I think it would be kind of foolish to, to, you know, for lack of a better term, just play scared. Um, and so, no, you just go out and you try to score points and try to beat the crap out of the other team. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I mean, like I said, I, I can see a little bit, you know, maybe, and I hate to say conservative, but kind of like you said, like maybe they're not quite as aggressive throwing it yeah. in the deeper and, intermediate and, middle and portion like, of the field, like that type yeah, of deal. Yeah, and it's just like if you're going to get five yards a pop, why wouldn't you just run the football? If you if you can if you're picking up chunk yards on the ground, do it because it's just by nature uh, a, a way to not turn the football over. If you're going to pick up a, a first down down on every third run, just march your way down the field. Yeah, I mean, we'll close it on this, but like based on what we've seen 
recently, and I'm not taking a shot at any player or any whatever. Do you think that the Cowboys can do that, though? Because, I mean, even though they've – I mean, again, Zeke had, what, two rushing touchdowns, but, like, they haven't really had that dominant run performance in the last couple weeks that they had at the beginning of the year. I mean, I know they started running it good against Denver, and then they had to go away from it because of the score. But, I mean, again, like Atlanta, I thought they were going to run the ball really well against Atlanta just because outside of Grady Jarrett, you know, the the interior and those linebackers are a little undersized, but they kind of struggled running it consistently against Atlanta. Do you think that they can line up against the Chiefs and run it better than they have been over the last three, four weeks? Yeah, they should be able to. Um you talking about the Cowboys running against their defense? Yeah, just because, I mean, like I said, like, not saying it's been bad, and I'm not saying, you know, oh, Zeke's not playing yeah. well. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all, because Zeke's playing, yeah. I think, the best football he's played in years, and I think that they're running the ball fine, but it's not like they're able to run, you know, they're not running for 200 yards a game like they were in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, where they were just running all over top of teams. Yeah, I don't know if Zeke will ever have, I, know, I shouldn't say ever, but I don't know if he's going to have a huge, like, 150 uh, 200-yard performance just because the Cowboys don't need him to, you know. They don't need to um, rely on the ground game as much. You know, they're going to utilize Tony Pollard um, as well. Um, but even then, I don't know. I don't know because, like, the passing game is so effective and so and so good. Like, why go away from it? Um, obviously, like you said, they do want to run the ball. It's not like they only want to – they're not an air raid offense where they're never going to run the ball. But – um, I don't know if the if their offense is necessarily designed to just um, get 200 yards rushing. Obviously, they had a really big performance against the Chargers earlier in the season, and they've shown the capabilities of doing that. But yeah, I mean, I think if they are if if they are going to have a big performance like that, then this week could uh, play in, play in favor for them. Um, even that, with that said, though, I mean, like I said, Chris Jones is a guy that can um, blow up the line of scrimmage, and I really like how their linebackers are playing. So I I don't know if how this game will play out but they should have some opportunities like you said to get Zeke going and all of that um I, I, I want to say I'm curious to see how much they use Pollard as well he's he's I, to me he's been re- playing really really well these past couple weeks he's hitting the hole hard uh, obviously he's had a couple of drops that I'm sure he wishes he could have back but I would like to see them utilize him more as well just kind of um, throw something else at the Chiefs defense make them worry about another guy that can hurt them in a little bit different ways than uh, Ezekiel can. Yep, for sure. Definitely definitely agree. Um, I'm just so glad we don't have to, after what felt like 15, 20 years of talking about the identity of this football team and what they need to line up and do each game, I feel like for the first time in a long time, we can just be like, yeah, they can beat you this way, they can beat you that way. They're If they can't do it that way, they're going to try it the other way. So, I mean – it's it might yeah. sound like we're riding the fence a little bit, but it's just because they're that good and they're they're not so many eight. options, you know. Yeah, they're not they're attacking a, in so many different ways. Yeah, and they're not a identity first team where they're a running team or they're a pass. I mean, again, we we consider them a passing team, but they've been able to run the ball on teams this year and they needed to. So, um, I'd like to see the running game be a little bit more explosive than it's been the last couple of weeks. I mean, like I said, it's it's not been bad by any means, but I felt like it, they, you know. I'm not complaining in a 43-3 to win, but, like, I expected them to run the ball a little bit better against Atlanta than they did. Um, but, I mean, that's that's really the, the, only, the only thing I think that could make this game more interesting than I think it could be is if they can't run the ball successfully and 
I feel I still feel like with Dak and the weapons on on the receivers, they'll still be able to take advantage of the Chiefs' defense. But if you can run and pass at the rate that we know they can, and they've shown at times this year, then yeah, I mean, I feel really good about the Cowboys coming out of Kansas City with a win and really kind of cementing themselves as is a uh, you know one of if not the best teams in the NFL. So yeah, um, I wanted to wrap up my thoughts real quickly just on the game, this matchup. Um, Really, these next two games overall, I really think this is where Dak Prescott can really solidify himself as the MVP front runner. Really put himself ahead of the other guys. Um, obviously, Stafford's played pretty poorly the past couple weeks. Brady and the Buccaneers have lost a couple games in a row. Kyler's been hurt. Um, Rodgers on that offense has kind of slowed down. He missed that game with uh, COVID as well. Um, Derrick Henry's hurt. I think it's so wide open. This is where I think Dak can kind of separate himself from the pack. You know, got that national game on on Sunday. That you know, the afternoon game against the Chiefs, big stage, Patrick Mahomes. Um, going to be an Arrowhead, tough environment. Whole whole you know, whole nation's going to have their eyes on it. I think this is a game where Dak Prescott can go in there if he uh, plays well, if he plays like how we think he can. If they come out with the win. And doing so as well, I think this is a game where he can really, uh, you know, put his foot down and put himself in the driver's seat as well as then the next game a couple of days later, obviously on Thanksgiving Day against the Raiders. Um, national audience again, everybody's going to have their eyes on the games. So I think these next two matchups against two, you know, playoff caliber opponents um, can really set the tone for the rest of the season as far as the Cowboys being a championship contender and also just Dak Prescott, you know, solidifying himself, separating himself from the pack in the MVP race. Don, you want to finish up with anything? No, I just, I love everything the Cole just said there. Um, I, I, I agree with him. I, I think these next three games are huge. If you can win all three games yeah. against Kansas City, Las Vegas, and New Orleans, uh, and I know that we probably don't think New Orleans or Las Vegas are, are you know, super quality opponents, but New Orleans has a very, very, very so good games. defense yep. overall. Um, and and it's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be in the Super Superdome. It's going to be the, the third game in 17 days. You guys know, you know, the, all of us Cowboys uh, yeah. media have to complain about how often <laughs> the Cowboys have to play in a 17-game stretch. Um, no, if you can go out and win all three of those games and, and he plays well in them, I, I don't see why we're not looking at the, the 2021 NFL MVP. Yeah, agree. no doubt. Just, Definitely yeah. agree. And it sure as hell shouldn't be Josh Allen. What the hell are we doing with those odds? Um, I, I think <laughs> they. I, I think it's just Vegas expecting that team and offense to go off and be really strong towards down the stretch. Um, but I, we haven't seen that so far, so I, I don't know hell what no, Vegas. Yeah. So they've been expecting that since the preseason. You know, it sounds like. I mean, they were like the favorite yes. to win the Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken, is kind of yes. you know they're. They very well could turn it on, but it sounds like, yeah, Vegas is expecting him to and kind of banking him. Yeah, I, saw, I couldn't believe that he was number one in MVP betting today, and I was like, hold on. So I went and watched him some, and I was like, what are we doing here? But, like well, said, I think, I mean, like I said, it seems like nobody's really separating themselves. You know, Derrick Henry's hurt, so if a non-quarterback was going to win and he was the odds-on guy, just, that's another reason why I think Dak has that op- This is a golden opportunity for him. These next two or three games, yeah. it's huge. Uh, yeah, no, you know, he no, has an opportunity I, right in front of him. We'll see if he takes. I I definitely agree. I mean, like I said, there's no one really pulling away with it. You know, I feel like your your top five or six candidates are probably Dak, 
Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. I mean, again, you can throw in Josh Allen if you want, but yeah, by no means do I think he's your your number one betting odds right now. But we'll see what happens. Again, a uh, win in Kansas City against what we think is a team kind of putting it together in the Chiefs and could be one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, you know that that's 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 a big one for MVP odds for playoff boost confidence like all of it so it'll start this week in kansas city we got a thanksgiving game against the raiders we got some division games coming up after that so it'll be a nice little uh couple game stretch here coming up for the cowboys to prove themselves even further and kind of cement themselves again as one of the better teams in the nfl so we'll see what happens we'll be back next week to talk about it more on the talking star podcast thanks so much for listening uh make sure you do go on your your podcast platform subscribe rate review uh, leave us a good comment, do all that stuff so we can keep uh, providing the the Talk on the Star podcast weekly. Um, just subscribe to Blogging the Boys on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, you'll get every show that the Blogging the Boys podcast platform puts out. A ton of different shows, a ton of different voices, a ton of different opinions. You'll, you'll enjoy it. I know you're sitting at work all day like me, just begging for something to listen to. And you can listen to all of us talk about all the, the good things that Cowboys are doing nowadays. So... Make sure you do that. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week on the Talk in the Star podcast.